Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday, Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After listening to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a little self-conscious in setting up for this episode today because I knew what I wanted to talk about and I didn't know how it would be received, which is always an issue when you create anything. You have no control over how it lands, how people perceive it, how they comprehend it. You just kind of put it out there and you just let it go. But it's a little more challenging when you are sharing something about topics that feel pretty taboo. And what I wanted to talk about today was taboo, not because it's incendiary in some way, and I'm not talking about sex or violence or anything like that, but I am talking about something that we are programmed not to talk about, not to share about. We are programmed to feel as if we are failing if we experience this, despite the fact that it's so common and everyone goes through it. It's a really normal part of life. And if you have not experienced this in the last two plus years of navigating a pandemic, I would be pretty surprised. And what I wanted to talk about today was loneliness. And you might think, well, how is that taboo? Why is that an issue? (laughs) But try bringing loneliness up in conversation with people and you will immediately experience some type of reaction. Either people want to distance themselves from the feeling you're expressing, or they over-empathize and tend to cross boundaries, or they immediately move into discomfort. And I wanted to share a very personal but ridiculous little story to kind of shed some light onto how I'm experiencing loneliness at this stage of this pandemic. I went food shopping yesterday and food shopping for me is, you know, pretty straightforward. I, you know, mask up, I walk in, I know exactly what I want and I'm just kind of mindless as I do it. And I didn't realize that since I've been living in Portland, There's been no spontaneity in my life. It's not like I run into friends. I don't know anyone here. I still feel like a stranger in this town. So there I was food shopping and someone who worked at the store ran up to me and immediately began talking to me because they thought I was someone else. And just seeing someone's eyes light up as they're talking to me and that type of speech, that rapid fire friendly speech that comes out when you're seeing someone you know and love and you can't wait to tell them something. 
I didn't realize how long it's been since I experienced that face-to-face. And I do a great job of staying in touch with people through Zoom and texting and social media. I do all of that, even though I absolutely hate it, living my life through a screen. I do it. But I was hit with this wave of emotion, having this person in front of me talk to me like a friend, and then seeing their face shift instantly when they realized that they thought I was someone else and (laughs) realized that they were just talking to a stranger. Um, And it just really hit me. And I just kept thinking about how we're all expected to just navigate through this loneliness. And I know that not everyone is in my particular situation where you're geographically separated from people you care about. But what about when it happens in our lives, when we're moving through our everyday and we still feel lonely, even when we're surrounded by people, or we feel lonely because we don't have the type of connection we want. Or we feel lonely because we can't express exactly what's going on in our lives. So it almost feels like the people in our lives are having this relationship with someone else because we're almost wearing a mask or sharing a persona, but we're not actually sharing what's going on in our lives. And I shared recently with someone that if I saw someone I know or heard someone say my name in front of me, I think I wouldn't be able to stop crying at this point. And I realized that, yeah, that's pretty profound loneliness. And it doesn't stop you from going about your day and doing the things you need to do. I still work. I do all the stuff that's expected of me. But it is interesting how we're almost expected to not desire community, to not desire being known being seen, being heard, being recognized, or having people watch us move through the different stages of our lives. So after I had that experience grocery shopping, I went for a little hike and I just kept thinking, no one knows what my day-to-day life looks like here because no one is witnessing it. And how strange that is and how strange that's been for so many of us because all of our normal outlets all the little things that we did in 2019 and before, it just feels different than it did before. And I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's one of those things we're not allowed to talk about. We're not allowed as adults to feel lonely because we should have figured it out at this point, right? You're supposed to have enough friends, enough interests, enough hobbies, and be busy enough that you never feel that way. And I actually don't agree with that. I think it's something that we navigate a lot as adults, and it would actually help if we talked about it, because that feeling of disconnection can permeate all the areas of our lives, and it sort of creeps up really slowly. It's almost like the tide coming in. It doesn't come in all at once, and then before you know it, the shoreline has completely moved, and... I don't know, you're in a grocery store having someone talk to you and <laughs> feeling so such an out-of-body experience that someone's enjoying you and couldn't wait to see you and their eyes lit up and realizing, whoa, this is not okay. I need to take care of this. Even in the groups that I used to lead, I would talk so much about connection and community and reaching out to people and creating support systems and having that energy move back and forth. 
and how hard that was for people initially and how resistant they were to it because it made them feel weak to even acknowledge, no, I don't have the support system that I want or I don't have the community that I want or my relationships are not fulfilling in that way or I feel like I'm giving a lot but I'm not getting anything back. And I think it's okay to talk about. And even as I say that, you know, this is okay to talk about. It's okay to talk about being lonely. I feel ashamed. I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm the only one going through that. No one else is experiencing it. And what am I doing with this podcast, this little virtual campfire, if we're not talking about the things that bring up feelings of discomfort? The things that we're programmed not to talk about, the things that we're told aren't normal, but actually are. And if you're moving through your life and experiencing all that we're experiencing right now and all of the uncertainty, the feelings of anxiety, fear, depression, all of those things that are going along and really matching what we're experiencing, I think that that's okay. And I think that when we speak to things, we almost take the air out of them in some way. And we make it safer for the people around us to talk about them. And I talked about this in an earlier episode. I talked about how it's okay to not be okay right now. And not just because it's 2022. Wherever you are in your life, it's okay if you're not feeling okay. I know that very often we virtue test ourselves or others, and if we have an emotion that we identify as negative, we feel that we've done something wrong. And what I want to remind you is the things I use to remind myself that I don't have to assign attributes or qualify emotions. I can receive them from a position of neutrality and just let them show me what they're here to show me. So maybe I am lonely, you know, maybe I am, maybe that's okay. Maybe something is about to be revealed in that. And if I can sit with it, just be present and just drop into that moment and not immediately numb myself or run away from it or hide from it or try to call it something else. If I can be present with it, maybe I'll learn something. Maybe there's a lesson in there. Maybe I need to know something. Maybe getting closer to my truth allows me to create that space for other people to share their truth. Sometimes stuff just happens and I'm not in charge of all of my experiences and I'm not in charge of what I need to learn all the time. Maybe I need to learn about loneliness and maybe that would teach me something about connection and empathy and compassion and community. Maybe that puts me in a position to be more sensitive to that in other people and show up and nurture my relationships And it's so interesting because I was so self-conscious about making an episode about this, which is really weird because I made that whole sex episode and that didn't bother me at all. I'm talking about masturbation and sharing that with the entire internet and I don't know, I didn't even blink. But God forbid, as an adult, I talk about feeling lonely. If you're in it like I am right now, the best thing to do is just be present with it. Invite it in, let it sit down, let it tell you things, and not run from it. And I know that can be really scary, scary for me too, 
you know, but I'm still processing my feelings from yesterday and that silly little experience in the grocery store and my experiences from the last two and a half years. When I sat down to write this episode today, I immediately thought of this book of poetry that I bought when I was in high school, and it was written by Charles Bukowski. And when I was in high school, I was the absolute loneliest person on this planet. And I don't mean outwardly. I had a ton of friends. I was very social. I was always busy and out and about and causing a lot of trouble. But um, inwardly, I felt like I didn't have a connection to anyone on this planet. And I felt like it wouldn't matter if I was here or there or nowhere at all. And it's a really hard way to feel. And I think that's probably why I wanted to talk about this today, because if anyone felt that way, I wanted them to know that they weren't alone. But I was in high school and I was in a bookstore and I saw this book title and it just leapt out at me because it felt like this guy knows me. He knows what's going on inside. And the title of the book was, You Get So Alone at Times That It Just Makes Sense. And obviously I bought it and devoured it and have loved him ever since. But when I sat down today, I thought about another poem that he wrote that I felt would really resonate. And I wanted to share that with you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? You want to screw up the works? You want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes, when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that, with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep, but I don't weep. Do you? I really love that piece. And if you know anything about Charles Bukowski, you know that that was the lightest and brightest thing that he ever wrote because he's a bit of a dark rain cloud like me. <laughs> so I love him and I felt that that piece really resonated and it was really in alignment with what I'm talking about here today. It's the perfect piece if you're walking through life and you feel that you're presenting one way, but you're experiencing life another, almost as if your outsides don't match your insides, and that creates a feeling of profound, aching loneliness. I wanted to share that with you, and I know that pieces like that have saved me a thousand times because it just reminded me that there's someone else out there who feels the same. Just because we don't automatically all have incredible places to talk about these feelings, maybe we're not all in therapy, maybe we all don't have a support group, maybe we all don't feel like we want to tell all of our friends that we feel this way, it doesn't mean that your feelings are wrong. And I just want to remind you of that because we can really weaponize our experiences and turn them on ourselves, and we don't have to. Is feeling lonely ideal? Is this something we're striving for? 
No, probably not. But are there lessons in there if we don't run away from them and we sit with them and we show up and we show up for ourselves and we actually move through those feelings? Absolutely. And will we be able to better recognize when the people in our lives are going through that because we haven't run away from ourselves, because we've shown up with loving awareness for ourselves as we've moved through difficult feelings? Absolutely. So I know that this was not a perfectly outlined episode. I haven't hit every point I wanted to make. I'm probably going to be face palming myself as I edit this. I also know that I didn't offer solutions. I haven't cured your loneliness. I didn't offer a five-step quick fix way to just run away from it or move through it. But I do hope that in listening to me, you are reminded that it's really okay to drop into those feelings. You haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. It happens to all of us. I'm there right now myself (laughs) talking about it, sharing it with the world. So you are not alone even in your loneliness. This is something we all go through. And maybe it's beautiful that by getting to know your own loneliness, you become a safer space for other people to share theirs. Who knows? There's a little bit of magic in that, and it's really beautiful. So until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can join me on Instagram and TikTok for daily journal prompts at Love Letters and Mixtapes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.